0: Um, Exodus 12 this is now after uh, the 10 famous plagues the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt this month is to be for you the first month the first month of your year tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month each man is to take a lamb for his family one for each household any household is too small for a whole land they must share one with their nearest neighbor having taken into account the number of people there are You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year old males without defect and you must take them from the sheep um, or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they're to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and the tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. And that same night they're to eat the meat roasted over the fire along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Don't eat the meat raw or boiled in water, roasted over a fire with the head, the legs and the internal organs. Don't leave any of it till morning. If someone's left till morning, burn it. And this is how you to eat it with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand, eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. And on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals. And I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is the famous commands for the Passover there to sacrifice a perfect lamb uh, in the prime of life, and they're to paint its blood on on the doorposts um, of their houses so that when the destroying angel uh, comes through, it will strike uh, only Egypt. Of course, this is a graphic picture um, of Jesus to come, isn't it? Jesus is our lamb in, in in the prime of life, and his blood has been shed. And it's for you and it's for me, and if you take it and, as it were, paint it on the on the doorposts of your life maybe the doorpost of your heart we would say um, then the destruction that is going to come on everybody else at the end of time will not come upon you it will pass over you so god is remembering he is enacting his covenant with abraham he's he's renewing it in in Moses' generation. Um, They're given this uh, sacrifice, this way of being spared uh, judgment. Uh, And then the the events are famous, aren't they? And here's just a very brief reminder. The Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with the wall of water on their right and on their left. You remember they they passed through uh, the Red Sea. And that day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore and when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, their servant. So they've been saved. These people, they've been um, saved by the blood of the lamb. And in a way, they've been baptized. Paul says that they've been baptized into Moses. Um, like you, like I we are saved by the blood of the lamb and we're baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and, and Holy Spirit. So that is the, how they're saved. That is how God steps in and rescues them. He sends them a saviour. Um, he sends them blood. Uh, he, he calls them out. Um, he rescues them from the, from the hand of Pharaoh. Uh, and then the Lord um, leads his people by a pillar of cloud uh, by day and a, a pillar of fire by night. Now, if you remember, that's the same symbols as the smoking brazier and the flaming torch um, until they come to Mount Sinai. And they go up on Mount Sinai, oh sorry, and Moses goes up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are saying to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you out to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all the nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back, some of the elders of the people, set them before, set before them all the words the Lord had commanded them to speak. People all responded together, we'll do everything the Lord has said. So Moses brought that answer back to the Lord. But what are these words that Israel agreed to? Well, these words are the Ten Commandments. Um, you find repeatedly um, that at the heart of this covenant um, that the Lord makes with the nation of Israel um, through Moses, at the heart of this covenant are the Ten Commandments. There is much more law. And it is all to be obeyed. Um, but it is summarized, it is encapsulated um, in the Ten Commandments. And I thought we'd pause there for a minute. Um, hopefully you're still there, um, still awake. Because what I want you to do now (coughs) is to see if we can remember what the Ten Commandments are. So what I'd like you to do is just um, is to pop them on the pop any of them that you can remember on the group chat. And we'll see whether between us um, we can remember what the Ten Commandments are. (coughs) So over to you. Um, Use the group chat and just just pop them on there. Any any of them that you can remember. um, And we'll see how. See how many of the Ten Commandments. So let me see. Do not kill. Thank you. Steal. Yes, do not steal. Honour the Lord your God. Thou shalt not steal. Yeah, adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Adultery. Honour your father and mother by your mum and dad. Well done, Noah. I like that. Um, Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Respect your parents. Absolutely. Honor your father and mother. I'm glad. Oh, honor your parents. It's coming up a lot. Don't bear false witness. Keep the Sabbath. Yeah, have no other gods before me. Oh, somebody's copying out of the Bible, but that's okay. Um, don't cover. It. Um, keep the Sabbath. Don't lie. Love the Lord your God. Don't desire your neighbor's donkey. Who said that? Yeah, absolutely. Don't be jealous of your neighbours. That's a really good way of putting it. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, I was waiting for that one. Um, Don't pray to a different God. Brilliant. I think we've we've just about got them all. Um, Let me pop them. um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Uh, Let me pop them back up and let's see. Let's see whether we've got them all. Here they are. And the Ten Commandments are, are in Exodus 20. Um, they're also in Deuteronomy five in a different context here in Exodus 20. This is God speaking um, to to Moses. Um, and uh, in Deuteronomy five, it, it's uh, Moses speaking to the people of Israel in a, in a recap. They are you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a, an, an image. Um, these are just the summaries. These are just the headlines. There's a little bit more in some of them. Shall not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honour your father and mother. Shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal, shall not give false testimony against your neighbour, you shall not covet. Why, Why do we not know the Ten Commandments by heart? I have to say you do pretty well between you, but I think if I'd asked any one of you to give me all ten, I think any one of us would, would perhaps have struggled. Why, why do we not know um, the Ten Commandments by, by heart? Why, I guess, as, as New Testament believers, why do we tend to push them into the background? I think it's partly because we want to say, well, we're New Testament believers. We're, we're, we're not Old Testament believers. and We're evangelicals. We're not, uh, we're not Catholics. Uh, we want to say that we're not liberals. Um, we're not, and we want to say Um, with loud and clear we're not saved by works Well, of course we're not saved by works that's true but neither were they neither were they neither were the people of israel that was never um, the intent what was the obedience to enter the covenant the obedience of entry was to trust the lord was to take him at his word it was forgiveness through the blood of the lamb. It was to take the lamb uh, and to apply it to your life. That was the obedience to enter the covenant. And then it was to leave um, the old country. As it is for you, the the obedience to to enter the covenant, the new covenant, um, is is to apply the blood of the lamb to yourself, of Jesus, to say what he did on the cross. And that was for me. And then to leave the old country, to leave the old way of life and, and, and to move into something new. But what was the obedience then for Israel to stay and enjoy the covenant? It was the law of Moses, which at its heart was was the 10 commandments. 10 commandments were never a system of salvation by works through which they can be saved. How can we be sure of that? Because alongside the 10 commandments, there is a sacrificial system uh, built in uh, to the law and it's the sacrifices that point to Christ, that will cover their sin. As, as Paul says it in Romans, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. Can you get your head around this? This is a one-point sermon. There's a kind of obedience to, to enter the covenant. It is to take God at, its, at his word, it is to exercise faith um, in what is said. uh, And by that faith, you are credited with righteousness. That faith in God's word that um, Christ has died for you is the faith in that simple word, it is the faith in the gospel. Uh, Christ died once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God. But once you have exercised faith to enter, there is a kind of obedience to stay and enjoy. There are still uh, commands in the New Covenant. Jesus talks about um, his commands, particularly John 15. And the Ten Commandments, uh, in most ways, um, still apply. But I want to ask you, is this changed your view then of the Law of Moses? It is not a mechanism of salvation. It is not salvation for, for works. I think it's really helped me um, to see that there's a kind of obedience, which is an exercise of faith, which is entering the covenant and there's a kind of obedience um, which is to stay and enjoy. Does this change your view of the law of Moses? Yeah, it does for me anyway, because what it does is it means you can look at the law and and you know that you're never going to be saved by it and you're not going to attempt to be saved by it. But it sets you free, knowing that you are already forgiven um, in Christ, to, to look at it and enjoy it and learn from it. To put it this way, it sets you free to attempt obedience without threat. Without threat of punishment for failure, without threat of disapproval without threat of being expelled and it, as in moses time it's the sheep and goats and bulls that should have been worried because they're the ones who are going to take uh, take the blame though they were the ones who were going to pay the price of sacrifice and for us it is christ who takes the the payment the pain the sacrifice for your covenant failures, whatever they might be, and it is already paid. And so I love that song that we started with, before the throne of God above one with himself, I cannot die. A sinful soul is is counted free. So when we've exercised faith and entered the covenant, we can attempt obedience without threat, because again, the Lord uh, has threatened himself. The Lord threatened himself with a bow aimed, aimed at him. Um, piercing him w- with Noah. Um, un- under Abraham, he, he, again, he, uh, he, he threatens himself. Um, and now, this picture of, of the lamb, um, although it, I guess I wonder whether how much they understood it, uh, but for us it's clear that the Lord um, pays the price himself for our covenant um, failure. It's carried out, it's already carried out. Um, at the cross and so god's word is, is to us now not a, not a threat and hopefully not a chore it's just a means of his blessing is the spirit's primary tool sorry the spirit's primary tool um for for doing good to us and so the, the writer of Psalm 19 says the law of the Lord is perfect. It refreshes the soul. Statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. Fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them righteous. They're more precious than gold, but much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, uh, than honey from the honeycomb. By your servant is warmed and keeping them, there is great reward. Do you want to be refreshed? Do you want to be wise about decisions that you made? Do you, you want to be joyful? Do you want to uh, have something firm to, to stand on, to build your, your life upon? Do you want to be really genuinely rich? Do you want something uh, something in your mouth that's better um, the best cake or, or the most abundant chocolate do you want to be rewarded by god do you want to be rewarded by god in keeping the commandments there is great reward that's still true it's not the reward of salvation you are saved by grace through faith but in keeping them there is great reward what is that reward your prayers around saying you know god better Um, your soul is refreshed um, you're made wise and you have joy Um, you have something firm to build your life upon there's a whole load that could be said um, uh, particularly when we're dealing with the law of moses we have jesus so the sacrificial laws no longer apply no longer a nation state so the governing laws that were in the law for governing the nation of israel they don't apply We're no longer one nationalities of the cultural laws that were particularly for Israel. They don't apply. And the New Testament used the word law in a variety of ways. So don't be confused. Uh, It sometimes seems to disapprove of the law. But actually, that's when it's disapproving of Israel using the law as a way of justification. And the rest of the time, uh, it can be positive about the law. But for now, just these simple things, the law and the Ten Commandments It's there for your blessing. It is there so you can, within this covenant that you've entered by faith, you can be blessed. You can live a blessed life. So use it. Give it a go. Rejoicing. Rejoicingly, because the threat of it is removed. And let's get real about blamelessness. Because in blamelessness there is great reward. (laughs) Let me pray. Father God, I thank you that we're not in a a system of salvation by works. Always wondering whether we've done enough, always striving for more, never sure whether we have your love, whether we have your favour or not. Thank you that through Christ and because Christ died, we have your favour, we have your love. And you want to reward us, you want to, to, to bless us now. So help us, Lord, come to your word. Help us, Lord, know your law and be blessed and refreshed and given joy and strength through it, we ask, and we ask it in Jesus' name.